Good evening. All these lights. It's almost as many people here. Almost about a third, about a third more or two. No, it's nobody up there, as it was <laughs> last night. Thank you uh, very much for coming to this platform for every man. Um, Rufus Norris, Javier De Frutos, uh, who created this, uh, choreographer and director and artistic director of the National Theater, and uh, this play by one of the greatest poets of the age, and we're lucky to have her as our poet laureate, Carol Ann Duffy, a very, uh, not only a great poet, but an engaged poet, as the French say, engage. She's right on the front line, and a lot of the things that made me really laugh, I'm not mentioning them, in, uh, the, in, this, in this Every Man is uh, a lot of Carol Ann's concerns and thoughts about the state of the nation, the state of the world. So you know exactly where she's coming from, but as usual, she makes it as beautiful and as lyrical and as subtle and unsubtle as possible. And one of the great so revelations for me, and I was saying to the guys in the dressing room, is uh, uh, Chewy Toll's uh, physicality, if you've seen this production. I know he's a great actor, but to see how well and beautifully he moves, his command of movement, I just was stunned. It's, it's, it was not easy to do, and he was magnificent. So let me start and put this clock in my face because I will keep talking until we're, we're hauled <laughs> off here with the broom. Um, I don't know who to start with, but I, could one of you guys give us a kind of brief, brief, brief sort of overview of every man itself, how it sits in the culture, what it is, and how it came to be to this point? Uh, well, every man is a, uh, it's called a morality play. Can I just ask, um, could you stick your hands up if you've already seen the show? Thank wow. you. And, it, and could you stick your hands up if you haven't? Uh, oh, okay. that's almost All right, everybody. Okay. okay. That's, that's good to know. So <laughs> presumably some of you are going to see it tonight. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, written at 1480, 1490, 1500 by that famous writer, Anonymous. Um, the best known writer yeah, in the yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> he, she was great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the original actually is quite, is quite heavy going. It's very Catholic, very, um, uh, there's a lot of punishments going on. Um, and, and there's a big, big section of it which is um, really quite hard to get through. But it, was but it obviously was doing something right because it, it survived uh, until now and in fact was the template for Pilgrim's Progress and all kinds of other drama that have, uh, and story that's gone on. And in fact, if you look at the simple premise of a man running from death, that's most Hollywood movies now. Um, uh, I sort of mean it seriously though, I mean it's, ju it's just a good story isn't it, it's kind of what we're all doing in a way, um, you know, why we g get up in the morning and run around trying to keep ourselves busy, <laughs> um, and, and, uh, and so that I I that's what it is. In terms of how it came here, um, it, was, it was one of the, one of the, my dad was a medieval historian and I know uh, Javier has a, has a great understanding, particularly of Catholic history as well, um, uh, and um, and so it was a piece that, that, that I think ran, rang very separate bells for us, but, but um, nevertheless rang, rang a lot of bells. And um, it, in terms of the programming, it just felt like we needed to start uh, this new regime with something that, um, that 
spoke to everyone's experience of life. And at and the beginning, in a strange way, at the beginning yeah, of it. Yeah, at the beginning, you know, the beginning of our classical theatre history in this country, in a sense. And also, um, it also felt important to do something quite... Uh, quite bold and theatrical. This is a, this is a theatre, and uh, it was also a, a perfect opportunity for Javier and I, who have worked together almost for the last ten years, to to develop our working practice and and really try and put something up there that was um, that was a bit of a gauntlet of uh, how things might be going. Thank you, and I'm so happy. Thank you, God, for that. Um, and so you and Javier have been working together for how long? Yeah, I think the first one was 2006. 2006, 2006 yeah. yes. Great, great. I would ask you, Javier, um, I was brought up Roman Catholic as well. Mm -hmm. And you know, they say once a Catholic, always a Catholic. So there's always this, this kind of iconography in your mind. And the vision is kind of Protestant in an interesting way. Well, isn't it? I mean, I, I seem to have made most of my career pissing the Catholic Church off. Me too, it's fine. And, you know, <laughs> and... and and again, and, and, and then also for some reason, it's incredibly attractive. The Catholic Church is incredibly attractive and, and I think second to the national, probably the best funded theater company <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and um, the costumes. Yeah, and the, the costumes, costumes. You know, those, those frocks, the, those designers. Mm -mm. Uh, and, uh, but then what happened is that then that was an easy trap to fall into. And I, I, as, as much as I could, I did try to get some of that imagery and some of that pageantry uh, to be able to subvert it because eventually the word had to uh, be secular and, and, and it, we, had, we, had to, we had to appeal uh, to those of, of us who are uh, hopefully slightly more enlightened about the creation uh, of, of things in general. And, and therefore Caroline also was very much feeding us into uh, playing with that and then it meant that the imagery became richer by denying one then the richness of, of the possibility of people uh, became, became more important and central to the creation of the work. I, I haven't, um, I've been sort of like in politics for the last four years, this hopeless, horrible, icky coalition. And so, um, now we got the Tories for heaven's sake. And um, <laughs> I haven't been sort of paying attention to the theater a lot. Um, and so there are a lot of things I don't know and a lot of things I'm not connected into. And what, what, so I came as kind of very fresh eyes. And the use of the Olivier, uh, first of all, is when you see it tonight, those of you are going to see it, is quite astounding. But how technically did you, did you guys both sort of uh, mesh together some very sophisticated, um, profoundly sophisticated movement. I sat there with my mouth open looking at the movement, the words, a great lyric poet actually with a great lyric text and marshalling all of this on this stage. What was sort of your kind of process to do that? Did you have dancers mixed in with actors? Did you have, how did you do this? Yeah, I mean, what's, what's, uh, uh, there was a moment um, in rehearsal where, where I looked about around the company and I added up the number of shows that I've done that are represented in the cast on stage and I got to 28 and then I mm -hmm. and then it was the end of the tea break or something uh, and there are people you know there are people if you uh, there are people in there in in many shows that, that I'm sure the audience would have seen at this 
at this theatre that have that have either worked with me or with Javier, with both of us. There are th three or four or five people in the in the in the kind of the movement heart of the company who've done so much work with us that it just means the shorthand is fantastic. Some of them, uh, some of them, I go back uh, right to the beginning of my career with and. And, and I think the process was really, we had, I think we had 25 pages on day one. Uh, I had one speech when I first met Chiwetel and it wasn't even his speech. Um, when I met him in here to try and persuade him, it was a good idea. Um, and we had, uh, I think 70 or 75 pages by the end. So Carol Ann wrote up to 50 pages during the six weeks of rehearsal. Uh, the, the main thing was to get, uh, and this is often the way that we work and it's frightening and it always goes to the wire but it's to get the right ingredients in the room and then you just start cooking obviously there's a lot of preparation but actually in terms of making it um, and writing it in this case and certainly all the music was created that way um, it was it was very much uh, in the in the kitchen of, of the rehearsal room and there, and there is a lot and there is a lot of preparation but in, in the preparation as well um, my analogies with cooking are always uh, quite uh, uh, infamous um, Ital Italian food in particular where you buy those glorious ingredients and you don't have to cook much um, so when you get the right ingredients you don't have to cook that much um, and and it became the most important part of the of the show became the shopping uh, getting 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 the casting right getting the ingredients right because we knew that once we had those ingredients for sure there was going to be a meal on the table um, and 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 if then we were used just a tiny bit more skills than we used before and worked together, then we knew that eventually uh, this this was going to create the right uh, the right meal. Um, and most important is that in creating and in buying the ingredients that were going to complement each other, then the multiplicity of skills were going to inspire each other. So really, although Chuatel is every man, he's really the center of it, surrounding with people that would inspire him as much as he would inspire the rest of the cast, became a, a, a family that would help each other on this stage. But I think it is really important to say that you just reminded me, Chuitel's not off this stage. No. So, you know, there is, and I mean, we can all talk about that who are not actors, but if you're an actor or a dancer, you're never off the stage means that you're on this stage every second and one little tiny thing can, that you mess up, if you pick up something or you turn a wrong way, you can actually make a wave of destruction unless you've got people in there who know in the company, oops, turn this way, go this way. So for, for the two of you to take an actor that we all know is incredible, uh, a classical actor and contemporary actor, to take that body and to, make, and to get it, help well, you do all you trained to do it, but to get that body to the place where it's moving like he's moving like a dancer, which is what well, was astounding to me. He has something very special about him that not not all actors that I have worked with uh, uh, have been able to achieve. That he he thinks in detail, and, and in very early stages of the creation of this work, and with the permission of Caroline Duffy, um, uh, we said that there was a lot of a lot of unwritten part of the text. Uh, that had to be represented and therefore the responsibility of the creation of the, the staging of the movement was a continuation or a preamble to the writing. So it had, we were all, we all had to work and direct in the style of Carol, what would Caroline Duffy do? 
Uh, if she was the choreographer, what would she do? If she was the director, what would she do? Because we had to respond to the, to the glory of that text and the glory of that filthy mouth woman. <laughs> Delightful, Fantastic. filthy mouth. Um, and, and, that, uh, and that became a, a real a three-way uh, quest of collaboration in which the egos had to be really dropped aside and, and the minute that somebody looked like they were dancing, you get all the flags out and you say, oh no. But the important thing is that there is something about the reproduction in which you can tell an actor, I don't want you to try something different tomorrow, I want you to do exactly the same but do it better. Uh, and that's and that's and that's something that you would tell a dancer. Yes. And and, and they know exactly what you, you mean. You know exactly, exactly what, you, what mean. you mean. So to have an actor who actually thinks and is inspired about the reproduction of something, making it fresh as if it's happened in front of your eyes for the very first and the very last time, but he does it eight times a week, is, is an incredible skill that not every actor has, and that's what makes him very and special. And it's quite important because dancers know kinetically where their body yeah. is in space yeah. all the time, and if they don't, can't remember something, they know where their body is, Absolutely. and then you, you're there and you're in the moment. And actors aren't necessarily trained that way unless they're trained physically, so you're working as a, you are the director, you are responsible for this whole, for the whole ship of this. How do you meld all the different elements? Because one of the things that's really lovely about coming here as a playwright is to look at the great machinery of this stage, look at this whole house, just come at sort of a prosperous beck and call. How did you make all this? Is this all in your head at the moment, Rufus? Or do you do it as you go? No, I absolutely do it as I go. And, and what Javier was saying about, um, the casting process is is you know uh, is absolutely as true, if not more so, in terms of putting together the core creative team. Um, and I'm, uh, I hope I'm pretty uh, bold in some of the choices of of subject matters and and uh, areas that I'll look into. But I'm very very um, uh, don't know what the word is uh, monogamous. Uh, when it comes to um, creative partners, that there, there are only really two designers. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm working for the first time with a third designer, and that's in about 60 shows or 70 shows. Um, the, the same with the lighting designer, sound designer, and, and uh, choreographer, obviously. So, so um, it's, re it's really about that trust exercise that we, you know, we. we <coughs> the way that Javier and I work together now, it's and and uh, it's kind of a it's a really rare thing, which is why uh, which is why I keep trying to persuade him to come back. Is that we can literally tag and and um, and I don't I don't have to in directing sense or in a literal sense finish the sentence before he'll just stand up and take it on. So so it does it does mean that as long as you've had the conversations beforehand, um, and even sometimes when you haven't. Uh, it's it's possible to to allow this stuff to develop. Ian McNeil, who designed it, is is a one fantastic designer who I've been working with for the last fifteen years, and um, and he has you know, and he knows me well enough to go, you know, if I worry about I something that he knows I shouldn't be, he'll just go, just Ruth, just forget Rufus, it. Rufus, you had to go for a little bit. You had to go. Well, I mean, what I've discovered with this stupid job is that I have to go a lot. It's um, stupid. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, where normally I'd be rehearsing from 12 till 6 or 12 till 7, uh, for this show I was, d I was doing half the number of hours, which when you're building something from nothing is quite, is quite scary. Uh, and so it becomes absolutely quadruply important to have uh, the kind of partnerships that we did so that, 
so that it's about trust, isn't it? You are as good as the people that you work with. Um, it just happens to be a slightly more extreme version of that at the moment. Well, I don't, you know, uh, listen, I, I think, uh, I mean, film directors do it. Um, choreographers do it. I mean, you, you know, what happens is, and you know, I have an actor that I work with, and because they become co-creators. They are your creators. You can do this with a the person. They give you ideas. You can bounce them back. You're not starting from scratch with someone. You can leave something. You leave a big pile of something in the middle of the floor, and you know something will happen when you come back because this person is your co-creator. But the, accept the acceptance of doing that comes with age. I think that sure. when, I was, when I was a younger creator, I wanted to come up with absolutely every solution. From the beginning. From the very beginning. beginning like uh, God, and, right and even if somebody had a better idea, I would, I, I would not accept it. Uh, and, 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 you know, secretly I would go, bitch. Uh, and, and, but, but, now, but now I do accept it. Don't credit them, but I do accept <laughs> it. But do accept it and take it in the room. But, 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 the, but the idea, but also uh, uh, dancers and actors and, 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 and performers in general have become and evolved into, into a more artistic force. Actors, actors and dancers no longer are the just tell me what to do. Uh, thankfully, so so there is a real sense of cr boiling creation in the room, which is what makes the new works look like new works. And and, and dancers talk. Absolutely, they're talking. Yeah. you know, and the, and actors are moving. Yeah. This this on some level, um, um, when I was here last night, and 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 Javier actually helped me to actually connect with what I was feeling. I was sitting here, and part of me was just sort of weeping because it's beautiful, but also because my beginnings in theater were in the Lower East Side in the 80s with this whole sort of performance theater and the idea of physicality, the idea of rawness, this, this sense when you see this play is that it's happening in front of you, that it isn't something that's sort of laid out like a map, it's actually being born in front of you. And of course your experience as a dancer Yes, which I'd was Laura I'd Dean and, and, my, and the whole of that. Kind of beginning, and beginning of creation and choreography happened in New York in the 80s, dancing with Laura Dean, as yes, we know, a doyen yeah. of uh, minimalist uh, work, uh, alongside with, with Lucinda and Robert Wilson. And the child, and Robert the, Wilson, and, yeah. the, and the works of, you know, Marble Mines, as yes, you, indeed, as you know, Mind, in the Worcester yeah. group. Mm. And somehow a lot of those downtown practices have come back to haunt me uh, and not, not knowing that they were there, I just rediscovered that they happened to be there. It's almost like going through an old album and, and realizing, oh, stage. I was there. It's wonderful. And I'm glad it's here because this theater sets the pace. Rufus, so you have actually put two female playwrights at the beginning of your tenure. Did I? Yes, you did. <laughs> In here. I'm going to say that. So how are you, 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 I read something where you said you wanted to really diversify, I'm, mis you know, I'm taking you out of context, you want to diversify the output, particularly with writers and actors, what does that mean? Well it's quite simple in a way, I <coughs> the last time I looked half of our population were women and half were men, and this is a national theatre, and we should be reflecting the city and the country. Uh, 
And that's part of it. It's not, uh, this isn't a new idea. And actually, you know, in, in the last two or three years, the number of particularly uh, female writers that have come through the theatre in Nick's time, um, uh, ha, you know, has been fantastic. Also, I have to say, it's a very fortunate moment. If you, be, if you want to be celebrating the work of Marianne Elliott or Lindsay Turner or Carrie Cracknell or, you know, um, y y y any, anyone, any, you know, Lucy... Kirkwood or, you know, or Lucy Preble, anyone called Lucy, there's loads of them. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, that's, um, uh, th that feels to me to be a no-brainer. Sometimes it's not, you know, we can't, you can't go, th this place has to be the centre of excellence. You can't go, right, we're going to have exactly this division of BAME uh, actors and exactly this, you know, these are the disabled, you know, it's got to, it, 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 you know, it's, it's always going to be a... Um, uh, uh, a, a balance of pragmatism and uh, and philosophy, but the, philosoph uh, the philosophical side of it, the political side of it, with a small p, um, is really really important. It's like our it's like our relationship with the rest of the regions in this country, which is increasingly becoming uh, a, a more and more crucial part of what of what this organisation and I believe every leading arts organisation um, should be doing. Um, Particularly in in the shift uh, economically that this that this country is um, going through, uh, with the, with the balance. Somebody said recently that there were more cranes in London than the rest of the country put together. I live in Crane Land in the West End, so yeah. it's, it's it's horrible. So, you know, it just means it's thriving in one sense, but it's uh, but that's a very skewed picture. Anyway, I'm getting off the point. The, no. po the point is, we we should be reflecting the country and the city that we're that we're based in, and. That's what that's what over the next few years I hope we'll do. Well, I think the production does more than reflect because you can hold a mirror up and reflect and it doesn't mean anything because you just hire people and put them in a company and that's, you know, what this production does for me and what's, it's very subtle. It's, it gives you humanity and it gives you a whole stretch of humanity and these human beings are as they are, if this makes any sense at all. They are as they are. So you're not sitting there thinking, oh, that's this, that's this, that's this, why is that there? This is every man, isn't it? No, this is humanity. And it does it beautifully, it does it subtly. Uh, Chuito and Sinead, their relationship, very subtle. But for me, it was extremely powerful. And it was nothing said, hardly anything mm -hmm. said, but th to see it is extremely moving, extremely powerful for me. I won't say anything more about it. If you come and see it, you will see what I mean. <laughs> I want to say, because we have to stop, because otherwise we're going to be uh, moved off of here physically. Um, I want to thank Rufus Snores, the director and director of this, this house, this theater, this mighty uh, massive uh, <laughs> thing that you said yes to. <laughs> and, and, and the fantastic Javier de Frutos, who is a choreographer, but also, for me, a great scientist and thinker of movement and dance and co-creator of this wonderful show. If you have not seen this, trust me, I don't, I'm not a bullshitter about the theater because <laughs> nothing bores me more. Nothing bores me more than theater, even though I make it. It's boring if it don't work. This is unbelievable. Please come see it. Thank you for your time this evening. And, you know, we say in New York, have a good day. What's left of it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.